Truth Espresso, episode 96. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. <laughs> And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Hello, Truth Espresso fans. This is your host, Daniel Minnick, and welcome to another exciting episode of Truth Espresso. As you can tell, my voice is not all that back yet. In fact, it doesn't sound any better than it did last week. I've just been quite sick these last two weeks, and coughing a lot has just really taken a toll on my voice. And So if you would please pray for me that I get a full, speedy recovery so I can get back to normal, full energy, and full podcasting voice so I can continue to make awesome episodes of Truth Espresso. But that doesn't mean we can't provide something this week. If you listened to the last episode of Truth Espresso that aired an interview that I did with Keith Heltzley and Nathan Caldwell on the Quest for Truth podcast, I talked a little bit about the early ideas for Truth Espresso. In fact, I originally planned to do a Monday through Friday podcast of short, few-minute episodes, and then I whittled it down to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, with each of those days having a different uh, genre of topics, such that Monday was going to be theology, Wednesday was going to be kind of a devotional day, And then Friday would be focused on some kind of political topic. But Truth Espresso eventually became a weekly episode released Monday, with the average episode ranging anywhere from, say, 20 minutes to an hour long. So that's quite the range of uh, topics and time there. But what we're going to bring in this episode are some early drafts of episodes, some early recordings that I did before I officially released Truth Espresso. And these recordings were done when I was trying to do the three-day-a-week thing. And I think that we did some valuable information that's ready for prime time. And so the first snippet that I'm going to do is a part of an episode that I had recorded answering the question, what is apologetics? And the text for that was 1 Peter 3.15. And so, on that little recording, we walk through each part of 1 Peter 3.15 and see an outline for apologetics and see the who, when, why, and how. And so, here we go, the first draft of an episode one of Truth Espresso. So, for this very first pilot episode, the first topic I would like to get into is the topic of apologetics. So, what is apologetics? 
If we go to 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, that is pretty much the Christian's call to apologetics. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, the Apostle Peter says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is within you, with meekness and fear. So, how do we look at apologetics? If we were to look at the gifts of, uh, that God gave to the church, we see the spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and, uh, or, sorry, chapter 12, and also in uh, Romans chapter 12. Um, those are the two primary chapters about spiritual gifts. But if we look at the list of spiritual gifts, we don't see any gift of apologetics. Now, there's mention of the gift of discernment. There's a gift of teaching, but there's no gift of apologetics. If we look at the offices of uh, the church in Paul's pastoral epistles, uh, in Titus and uh, 1 Timothy, we see the offices of bishop and deacon. So where's the office of apologist? Um, there is no office of apologist in the Bible. <laughs> so the Apostle Peter wrote to Christians in 1 Peter 3.15, and he told all of us to be ready always to give an answer to every man. So according to Peter, there is no office of apologist, but if there is, every Christian holds the office of apologist. So when we look at apologetics, how are we to understand that? Um, we look at people like William Lane Craig, who goes around and does lots of debates with atheists, uh, arguing for the existence of God against atheists. We see uh, other people who have apologetics ministries that are more uh, full-orbed, such as uh, Dr. James R. White, who um, has debated quite a few different topics. He's debated uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, atheists, um, agnostics, uh, uh, Muslims, Roman Catholics... So he's debated quite a few different topics in different uh, denominations, religions. So is that what it means to be an apologist, that you have to travel around and argue with people? Well, not exactly. Apologetics is not necessarily about slaying dragons. I mean, we're not looking for the strongholds of false religions and that we want to bring a theological sword and just dive in and and cut it down. No, apologetics is not necessarily about slaying dragons. What did Peter say about apologetics? He told every Christian to be ready always to give an answer. So apologetics is about what we believe and why we believe it. So let's look at some of these key terms in 1 Peter 3 and verse 15. First, we are to sanctify the Lord God in our hearts. So apologetics starts with our heart. We need to have a right heart before God. We need to examine ourselves to make sure that our motivations are good. If uh, our apologetics is all about puffing ourselves up or trying to promote ourselves as some bigwig, uh, someone of high position, 
then I don't, we will have to examine ourselves to see if we really have the right motive. So apologetics starts with sanctifying our hearts. The next key term is to be ready always to give an answer. What does it mean to be ready to give an answer? Well, if we are ready to give an answer, what are we answering about? The answer is the Christian faith. So, as an apologist, we're talking about what we believe, being ready to give an answer. So, apologetics is not necessarily about, well, what do Jehovah's Witnesses believe? What do Roman Catholics believe? What do Muslims believe or Hindus believe or atheists believe? Well, no, atheists don't really believe anything, right? At least they claim that. But apologetics is not really about targeting what other people believe. It is about what do Christians believe. So the second term we'd like to look at is uh, a reason. Peter said, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Be ready always to give an answer to every man who asks you a reason. So the reason is the why, what we believe, and then why we believe it. So the why isn't just, well, because it, you know, it's a good fad, or it feels good to me, or it, it jives with my groove, or, you know, why don't you try this for 15 days, you know, uh, money back guarantee. You know, that's not the reason for the Christian faith. The reason for the Christian faith, we should be able to explain the what of the Christian faith and then the why it matters, and really the why of the what. <laughs> For instance, if the Christian faith is all about Jesus Christ, that he died for my sins, was buried, and rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, the reason for that we should be able to explain, well, why did someone 2,000 years ago die for my sins? Why did he have to die? How can someone who lived 2,000 years ago die for my sins, and why does that matter? How does that work? Uh, so, apologetics is about the what we believe, giving an answer, the reason for the hope that is within us, the why. So, the third term is the hope that is within you. So, where as I mentioned before, sanctifying the Lord God in our hearts. So the hope that is within you. So what are we presenting to the world with apologetics? We're presenting hope. We're not just presenting dry academic facts. You know, go read this textbook and fill your brain with some interesting information. We're talking about hope. Even if Christianity is very uh, intellectual, very academic in some portals, Christianity is not just about theological finer points in academics. It is all centered around the hope that is within us. So it's offering hope and the hope that is within us. So this is the where. So the hope is not uh, trying to make the world turn over a new leaf. It is not trying to uh, paint the world uh, pretty colors. It is not really about trying to establish some kind of uh, new political system, although, you know, politics are very important, of course. But uh, Christianity, the hope 
is within us, what we're offering people is a hope that they can have within them, that can give them peace within them, that can give them an expectation of something that can be fulfilled within them, and that uh, at the end of days when uh, they can be uh, resurrected to new life and you know live in a new earth and have an offer of heaven, the hope is within them. They are walking vessels. We are walking vessels of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ within us. It is not all about establishing a certain type of king or, you know, establishing communism or free enterprise or whatever. There, There is a matter of truth in, you know, what I, I, I'm definitely a uh, free marketeer. I believe in the free market, and I am staunchly against communism, just to let you know, or socialism or any of the kind. But the hope that is within us is not external. It is internal. So though, thus far, with the key terms we've looked at at 1 Peter 3.15, we have ready to give an answer, the what we believe. The reason, which is the why we believe it. The hope that is within us is the where. And then the fourth term is to do it with meekness and fear. So this is what I'd like to call the how. So as I've mentioned before, the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15, speaking the truth in love. So there's a, there's a manner that we are supposed to be apologists. Now, there are some people who consider themselves apologists. They, they, cons- they call themselves street preachers, and they might uh, stand in corners and yell at people and hold up signs and scream and call people heretics. And, you know, they, they might have some truth to present. You know, there's no doubt about it. Some people are presenting some good truth. But is that really the best way that we're supposed to do it? Is that the way the apostles did it? Did they, you know, yell at people in the streets? You know, Stephen preached in the streets, and the apostle Paul contended with uh, Jewish leaders, and uh, he argued with Greek philosophers, but he did it with meekness and fear. The message itself has the power. It's not the, the tone of our voice that has the power. The meekness and fear, we should be able to, to speak the truth in love. So, the question, who should do apologetics? Well, you, I, every Christian should seek to be an apologist. So, how does that start? Getting into the Word of God? Attending your church faithfully? Giving to your church faithfully? Um... Studying the Word of God is is very important. We need to learn the Christian faith. And, of course, that's what I intend to get into in episodes of Truth Espresso, is to get into the finer points of theology and and to really understand, as we answer these uh, points of what is the what of Christianity, the reason, the why, um, the where, and the, the, the how— We're going to get into that. And I hope you enjoyed that. And you might be thinking, Daniel, that's so much better than the stuff you offer right now. Maybe you should have stuck with your original format. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I mean, I liked the format of a a three-day-a-week shorter episode. I just kind of got a little 
overwhelmed with that and I probably would have went into pod fade if I didn't record in a way that made sense to me and you know my busy schedule and only needing to focus on one episode, one topic per week. And now this next episode was a draft of an episode that was going to be one of the devotional ones. And yes, taking a model from that, I do want to try to do some more inspirational devotional down-to-earth episodes uh, in the future, modeling after this kind of idea. So the next episode here that I had recorded back in 2018 is called Separating the Sheets from the Coats. And of course, if you, you could hear in those words um, the idea of Jesus separating the sheep from the goats. And so, yes, there is that lesson in there. So, here we go, separating the sheets from the coats. Hello, friends. Daniel Minnick here again, and this is episode two of Truth Espresso. Jesus is the greatest sock sorter. What do I mean by that? Well, let's talk about a common task that helped me remember how Jesus will sort everything out. One day, I was helping my wife out with laundry. I was sorting the clothes out into piles to form separate loads. One pile would be whites and other light-colored clothes. Another pile would be towels and washcloths. Still, another pile would be all pants such as jeans and khakis. A fourth pile would be all the rest of the dark clothes. Why was I doing this? Why would I have to separate clothes into lights, darks, pants, and towels? For various reasons. And my wife even has to help me out to know the best way to divide up the piles, and what settings to use on the washer and dryer cycles for each pile, and if I should use a detergent pod or an occasional dryer sheet. So... Let's get into the reasons for dividing laundry. The first reason is size. The full load of laundry was just simply too much to fit into our single washing machine. Although the machine is built to wash clothes, and all of that were clothes, it can only effectively wash a limited volume of clothes at a time. Another reason for separating clothes into piles is color. If I mix the lights and the darks together, it's possible that the dark dye of a red shirt could bleed onto my white undergarments and give them a nice shade of light pink. And if any guest in my home should happen to see my laundry after that, and if I were careless about making such laundry visible for a guest to see, this guest might question my apparent taste for men's fashion. (laughs) Anyway, sorting laundry into piles soon reminded me of Matthew chapter 25 and verses 31 through 33, when Jesus will come to judge the living and the dead on the last day. That passage says, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory." And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. 
and he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Just as our laundry was all mixed together and then sorted for washing, so are we as Christians living together with unbelievers until the last day, when the Son of Man will finally sort us all out. Jesus, as the Good Shepherd, knows his own sheep, and they follow his voice. The goats only look like sheep, but they don't follow the shepherd's voice. Jesus will put all the sheep on one side for an eternal reward, and all the goats on the other side for eternal condemnation. But in this laundry sorting, only the sheep get the clean new earth. The goats stay dirty. (laughs) When we look at the state of our world and the goats look like they're in charge, let us take heart. As Christians, I may have separated the sheets from the coats, but Jesus, at the last day, will separate the sheep from the goats. Now, I hope you enjoyed that little devotional study and story as much as I enjoyed uh, recording it. Next is a little commercial that I recorded back in 2018 before starting the official Truth Espresso, and I had ordered what was one of the most popular microphones at the time and started to record with it and realized how great it was and This is the Audio-Technica ATR-2100. And a lot of the episodes of Truth Espresso I recorded earlier on, I recorded with that microphone. And before COVID-19 and uh, my last job, there were times when I would drive into work, and early in the morning before I started my shift, I'd drive into the parking lot, and in my car, I would record some episodes. And so I also decided to record a commercial and prove how good the ATR2100 microphone is. Now, most of the time, when I record solo episodes, as I'm recording uh, right now, I record with the Samson Q2U microphone. It's similar to the ATR2100, but I think it picks up the nuance of the the base of my voice a little better than the ATR2100. But I do have both of those microphones, and in fact, when my wife and I record episodes together, I'll record myself with the ATR2100, and she'll record with the Samson Q2U. But I hope you enjoy this commercial that I recorded in my car, in the parking lot, at my last job, a commercial for the ATR2100 microphone. Have you thought about starting your own podcast but don't know where to begin? Well, the first and most important step is a good microphone. Your smartphone earbuds aren't going to cut it. Audio quality alone can mean the difference between success and, well, yesterday's news. Wannabe. But a good microphone doesn't need to break the bank. That's why I highly recommend the Audio-Technica ATR2100. 
The ATR2100 is a budget-friendly dynamic microphone that delivers crisp, professional-quality audio that will give you the edge to play with the big boys. The ATR2100 is one of the most popular microphones for podcasters, and for good reason. To beat the pristine vocals this dynamic cardio delivers, you would have to pay upwards of 300 smackers. But the ATR2100 isn't just great audio, it's great features. Not only can you hook it into a mixer or DJ box for live stage performances, but this little angel packs a USB port to connect directly to your computer. Just plug it in and start recording. No bloated software necessary. Most $300 beasts can't even do that. The ATR2100 also bakes in a headphone jack so you can monitor your voice as you speak. And a gain control ensures optimal inputs on all levels. The ATR2100 is what you're hearing right now. And I recorded this ad in my car, in a public parking garage. How about that for taking this show on the road? And for about 70 bucks, you can snag this baby and start the podcast you only dreamed possible. Anything better than this, and you'll need to part with four times the dough. No wonder the ATR2100 is quite possibly the most popular microphone for beginning and veteran podcasters alike. Start something great today, because you can afford to record. And now finally, here comes another ad. Now, this is not an ad that I've recorded. This is a promo ad for the Revived Thoughts podcast. So I did not record this ad. I know I'm playing clips of things I've recorded in 2018, but this is not one of them. This is a current ad for Revived Thoughts, and I will put a link to the Revived Thoughts podcast in the show notes. And so finally, a promo for Revived Thoughts. Hey, I'm Joel. Hey, this is Troy. Have you ever thought about how many sermons have never been listened to because they were never recorded because they came out before recordings? On our podcast, Revive Thoughts, we take the roughly 1,900 years of sermons and try to bring them back to life. We talk about the history, we talk about the setting, and every week we have a different speaker deliver these sermons for us to listen to once again. So this is your chance to listen to sermons by people like Calvin, by people like Spurgeon, by people like Knox, and maybe some people you've never heard of, like Johann Towler or Alexander White. Let us live and move and have our being and deal with men as if a dying, risen, interesting... See poor Lazarus in his full frightening misery and behind him Christ. The hand cannot alone deliver man. The body must... Co- you can find Revive Thoughts on any podcast app or player that you have and at revivethoughts.com. We hope you learn something new and grow closer to God. And so there we go, a trip down memory lane. I know it was enjoyable for me to see the roots from Truthspresso, the early drafts before we officially released the first episode of the real podcast in 2019, August of 2019. And so I was working on the Truthspresso podcast, <laughs> trying to get ready, trying to figure out how I was going to do this craziness long before that August of 2019. And so over a year in the thoughts and in the making and recording some things and scrapping them. And, and I do have some more. 
another retro 2018 episode that you could look forward to in the not too distant future. And so I hope you enjoyed these and God bless. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning, and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso. 